1: Time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome back to the Pick and Safe, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Wives Association, I guess, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and this is it. A fun show. I wish my mom was still with us. Uh, we lost her on April 2nd. And this is the kind of show that I got the most response from her. Where she would be, you know, calling me during the break and saying, boy, you could, you need to find out from, from that coach's wife about this or about that. And uh, I wish she was still around to be able to hear this. Our next two guests, their husbands coach together at Greendale High School. And I think they've been coaching together for a while. And Anissa Johnson, how are you? The head baseball coach Brian Johnson at Greendale, his wife. It's uh, nice to have you on the show. How are you today?
2: Hey, I'm good, Mike. Thanks. I like the name change of the show. Hopefully it become permanent.
1: It, well, you know what? There's a chance that I'm going to just forget about the coaches and just learn more about life from from most of the wives, because I uh, I do sometimes feel bad for you guys, I have to be honest with you. are also joined by Janine, Bomb- is it Bombianne? Bombian, yeah. Bombian. I'm getting yeah. close. Bombian. Um, Mark is the assistant coach at, at Greendale. And and Janine, how long has uh, has Brian and Mark how long they've been coaching together? For a while?
0: Um, longer than we've been married. So yeah, they've uh <laughs> so I think about seventeen years is what we kind of calculated the other day. Yeah, <laughs> Seventeen.
1: Seventeen years. So you guys have known you guys have you two have known each other a long time then as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, um, I've i been in the picture for Brian and I met about 13 years ago, so we have been friends that long.
1: So you knew, um, and, and this, you knew what you were getting into when you started dating him, right?
2: I did. So um, when we were dating, Brian and Mark were coaching at Whitnell, and um, I would go after work and get my exercise in, run around the neighborhoods there, and just stop by and watch the games, and that's kind of how it all started for me.
1: Were you a baseball fan before this?
2: My family, honestly, was not a baseball family. So coming into this, this was, you know, brand new for me.
1: What, um, can I ask, think about early on in this, were you surprised at how important it was for this guy that you were dating that he talked baseball and coached baseball and lived baseball and sports?
2: Oh, yes, definitely. He had, um, you know, amongst many other season tickets, the Brewers were definitely one of them, and we kept those for many years until the twins were born. But um, I was really surprised on how much time goes in year-round for their jobs, and that was probably the biggest adjustment for me once I started becoming a baseball family. Did Were
1: you surprised, as my wife was, that um, as coaches we – Think about the game, talk to the other coaches about the game, and then the game happens and then we talk to the coaches and think about what just happened for two days. <laughs> Did, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically a five-day event around each of the games that we coach.
2: Yeah, Janine and I were just talking about this because, you know, we're obviously not even in season and Brian and Mark were on the phone for probably like an hour and a half and it was about six o'clock. I was getting dinner ready and I hadn't even showered for the day. And I finally go up to him and I'm like, you're talking to Mark, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, get off the phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we get off the phone. Cause we got stuff to to do. Jeannie, how about you? Were, you? were you a baseball fan before all of this?
0: Uh, yeah. So I played softball in high school and my family um, went to Brewer games and I just like sports all around. So I actually watched, um, I was a big fan of high school ball when Brian and Mark um, played for Franklin. So I've been watching the two of them together forever and now just kind of on the other side while they're coaching instead of playing. So it's uh, you, definitely a part of my life. I,
1: I was at one of their games last year. Um, they beat Martin Luther, where I had coached basketball. And prior to that, um uh, Brian came in with a couple of the seniors. I don't know if you guys were listening, but the shortstop called and asked a girl to prom. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, we
0: were li- we were listening on the radio, and then she said yep. maybe. That was
1: that was awesome. It was, <laughs> and there was a long hesitation, and said maybe, and then said yes. We went to a break. That young man said, "Do you understand? I would have had to transfer schools if <laughs> she said no. I would have been out of here." And it was one of the funnier things. And I I we, I got more response. From listeners to that little segment, (laughs) like some people laughing and going, that was great, and other people were mad at me. We're like, how could you put that young man on the spot like that? I said, no, I didn't force him. I just (laughs) asked him.
0: Those guys are a good group. They take a joke. Um, You know, my son, Dominic, looks up to those boys, and I think that was probably the saddest part of the season being canceled is, you know, my 10-year-old son sitting in the dugout just, can't wait to play with the big guys and so yeah, they're they're a fun group, those Greendale boys.
1: Boy, at that age, at at the age of ten, he almost looks and, and even younger than that, he looks at these guys like they're the brewers. Right? Absolutely. I mean these are he wants their autograph and and then I'm sure he starts thinking, boy, I, I'm looking forward to being able to play at, at, yeah. at that level. And this, so let me ask you this with, with and I've asked the other wives. How difficult emotionally was this for Brian when he realized that this season was not gonna happen?
2: Uh, there was such you know, we always say and, and Janine and I talk too, um, you know, there's kind of a, a depression period that happens when baseball ends in general, you know, when you the playoffs are done, you don't make it to state and, and there was definitely a, a sad period as well, not only for the coaches that put in all this year round work preparing for the season for the boys, but you know, especially for the seniors, for the rest of the guys that can't play. We felt sad for our own kids that, you know, Brian and Mark run a very family oriented program. So the kids will come and watch the camps and, you know, go to the games and hang around the players. And I think there was just a, a whole morning period, you know, related to the pandemic that, you know, baseball was gone.
1: Hey, um, Janine, has Mark thought, um, because when you're an assistant coach, I, I, and I was an assistant coach and a head coach, and I think I was a better assistant coach than I was a head coach. And I always think the best assistant coaches are guys that would throw themselves in front of a bus for the head coach. You know, not literally, but, you know, <laughs> they're the ones that um, when parents come up and say, how come he's not playing my kid? Well, you've got to be on the same page. And you, you can't be an ass- assistant coach, a good assistant coach, if all you're trying to do is get the head coach's job. So the loyalty factor obviously has to be there. Has Mark talked about ever um, wanting to be a head coach and get in his own program?
0: No. Him and Brian um, are together forever. I don't think that either one of them would leave the other behind. So they have their own special baseball marriage, and we, <laughs> um, we respect that as the wives because we also have our own wives' relationships, and we have our own... Uh, rituals that we do, but no, Mark, um, him and Brian have the same brain and they are a well-oiled machine. So i never in a million years would that happen.
1: I, I'm, I'm using that. They have a baseball marriage. I think that's uh, hysterical, and listen, <laughs> when, when we were talking, um, I said, Hey, how do you handle, uh, you know, if there's some parents that are saying some things about the head coach, and you said, look, neither Janine or I, we don't, t- we're not taking any of that. We, that's, that's our husbands and they know who we are. And we're Italian girls that are good after it a little bit. So they don't do much of that. And I love that as well. Um, it is a difficult part being uh, the coach's wife when you're in the stands. If there are parents or aunts and uncles that are up there complaining about the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember, and Janine out. I don't know if you remember either. It's been so long since we've heard any kind of negative talk. The Greendale parents are, you know, they're great with our kids. You know, the kids walk by, they say hello. They, you know, will play ball with them. If, you know, they're wandering too far, they'll call them back. You know, Janine and I have eight kids between the two of us. We each have, you know, four young kids. And so we don't really have the luxury of sitting in the bleachers <laughs> so Right, we have to go camp out with our chairs and our toys and our food and our blankets and you know, extra clothes and, you know, everything else that parents have to pack to, to go to a game. Um, so we definitely are sitting amongst the, the Greendale families kind of off to the side in the field. And uh, you know, we just, just have nothing but great things to say about the program and the kids love it. We wish we could make more of the games, but you know with the the season switching to spring uh, you know the kids are in school that you know both the players and our kids more into the season with the weather and you know our, our all of our kids play baseball as well
1: are are your kids um similar
2: ages yes <laughs> actually yeah. they're all only uh, about a year off <laughs>
0: Yeah, there was one season where Anissa and I were both very pregnant, and so that was a very dangerous season. They Both Brian and Mark drove separately because either of us could have gone into labor at a away game. So we had all of this coordinating to do. If one wife went into labor, who would do what and make sure the bus got back? And it was it was a very stressful
2: 2012 season. Yes, there were people assigned to hold their cell phones in the dugout, so if they went off, someone had to answer it immediately and then go get the coach
1: who uh who went into labor first
2: i think anissa i did right? yep. yeah yeah and it was oh. and it was a rainy day so the game ended up getting canceled anyway <laughs> yeah thank, so it didn't matter
1: <laughs> thank goodness and, oh and i would assume so you're uh, that your kids the, the all the kids get along and and it's like having brothers and sisters right
0: absolutely yeah we uh we have our Greendale gear. We have our spot down the third baseline, and they're excited to see one another once the, the blankets come out and the chairs open up. So. Oh, that's Yes. For years, awesome. we've
2: had Ednail logos make them matching shirts, so they have matching coaching <laughs> kids' shirts, which helps us spot them if they wander off in the crowd. But also, you know, it's a tradition for us, and the kids have a lot of fun.
1: Boy, they, you know what? I love that. That this is really is a, a family affair for you guys, and I, yeah. that I enjoy that. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to continue to talk behind their backs. Brian Johnson, uh, head head baseball <laughs> coach at Greendale, his assistant coach uh, Mark, and his uh, well, Mark's not but his wife Janine is on, and then this, and we'll continue our conversation with them on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach's Wives Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach's Wives Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking to two coaches' wives from Greendale High School, Janine Bobbyn. She is uh, Mark's husband, uh, wife, excuse me, the assistant coach at Greendale, and Anissa Johnson, who Brian, her husband, is the head coach. And I've been on Facebook looking, um, guys. You you have beautiful children. I have to tell you that just beautiful kids and uh, really really good looking families. Let me ask Thank you, you. to. Um, Who gets madder at umpires, Uh, Brian or does Mark?
2: I'd have to to say Brian. Yeah, Yeah. Brian, for sure. They both both, uh, don't show it externally. They're very uh, calm on the outside, but Brian likes to pace. He likes to pick his nails, (laughs) talk under his breath. So those are kind of his coping (laughs) ways to not unleash in some of those so frustrating situations.
1: Now, does he does he let it out when he gets home? Does he try to let it out before he gets home? How does that work?
2: I think, you know, like you had mentioned, like many coaches do when they have such a good partnership, they're on the phone, you know, they're talking after the game and then they're on the phone on the way home from the game. Sometimes he still walks in the house on the phone with Mark <laughs> or, um, you know, the other assistant, John, and this can just go on and on until it's, you know, resolved. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and sometimes it never gets resolved. Do you know that I still talk to Paul Wallersheim about a game that we lost against Oosburg up in a sectional semifinal game in West Bend in about, I don't know, 2001, something like that. We to, I didn't drive to Sheboygan for a year because there's a sign that says to Oostburg on the right-hand side. So just so you know, us coaches are really, really strange people. Um and this do you um can you see a day where where Brian is is decides that he maybe he's done coaching?
2: No. I, I think you know um you know he's he's been uh, friends with Jim Hughes for many years and I think uh he will be coaching into retirement and maybe he's past retirement in some form. You know, either with our kids or our grandkids, as, as we get older, and yep. I think it'll always be part of our life. And it's it's a, a lifelong passion, and um, that's that's just you know how how we're gonna we're gonna have it, and it's it's going to be great, and it's, it brings them so much joy, and we love it as well.
1: Lot, I tell you, a lot of passion. Thirty six years, I did it, and um, this was a weird year because I didn't have. You know, I, the, the school I coached is a mile from where I work, so I'd stay at work a little longer and then go over to the gym, and um, Janine, how about, how about you? Can you see a day where, where Mark says, hey, this, uh, you know what, this has been enough now, I'm done?
0: Um, I don't think the day comes where he says it's been enough. I think um, hard decisions will have to be made when our son becomes high school age and determining if he's going to be coaching or watching his son play so right now we make it work where he can still get to um our son's games and he helps coach um my son's team as well but um it's never going to be because i say to stop and i don't think it's ever going to be because it's been too long
1: hey um, so where does your son go to school
0: he goes to franklin Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh,
1: oh, well, hold on a second here.
0: <laughs> he's a future favor.
1: We, <laughs> I, you know, Brian just texted me, he said that uh, he's got a down payment for you to move into Greendale. I, I don't yeah, know if
2: that, that
0: could be possibly how to seal the deal and get <laughs> the cake and eat it too, right?
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah G- Janine, what do you do for a living?
0: I'm assistant director of early learning for Racine Unified School District.
1: Boy, so this has really affected this COVID 19 has really affected you as well.
0: Yeah, so I'm a directing principal as well, a three and four year old um, school. And so, yeah, everything came to a halt and, you know, virtual learning it was. And so my husband, Mark's a teacher too. So we were all at home trying to homeschool our three that are in school and keep our three-year-old occupied and busy as well while we were working so um it's nice that baseball's back for our son it puts a little bit of normalcy back in our our life and our girls are playing little league so we're slowly getting back to whatever the new normal is right now
1: (laughs) and this what what do you do for a living
2: so I am an oncology social worker. So I work at the Freighter Cancer Center. Um, and I also spend a lot of time with the Make-A-Wish Foundation as Wisconsin, of Wisconsin, both as a volunteer and a consultant.
1: Well, you know what? Good for you guys. Um, for Look at the, the amount of effect that you must have on, on kids and people's lives um, is incredible. I, I have to tell you, um, not only as, as, as a parent, um, but certainly, with what some of the stuff that you guys do, uh, a couple of weeks ago on my youth sports show, I had on, on, on a sports psychologist from Florida, who's a friend of my brother's, and I had him on because I had this conversation with him um, about our 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 kids and my grandkids, and he said, you know, it's interesting because everybody talks about what COVID nineteen has done to businesses and to restaurants and people getting, you know, fired or furloughed. He said what they're not talking about, and I think one of the biggest stories is our kids and they, and, and some of the depressions that I'm seeing and hearing about. And mm-hmm. it's because they're not getting out. They're not seeing their friends. They're not, you know, working out or playing basketball or baseball or football. He said that we have to be really careful and watch them. Um, their eating habits. Either they're eating a lot more than they used to or a lot less than they used to. And I know that, that I'm sure that's things that you guys have both heard about and we pay special attention to our own kids, but that it's so important that these kids are now getting back to playing baseball. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, it's good for their social and emotional development, their mental stability. They need that socialization um, and that routine. And I think, you know, that's what baseball brings to families also and the players and coaches. So yeah, we are happy that um, baseball is
1: back for. Jenny, oh. what 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 grade is your son
0: in? Um, he's going to be going into fifth grade.
1: Okay, so there's there's a few years left uh, for Brian to figure out which Greendale neighborhood <laughs> that he's gonna want you guys to move to.
0: Well, just for the record, he doesn't live in Greendale yet either, so we're gonna
1: have oh. to figure that out too. Ouch. yeah, <laughs> yes, you enough. would. Yeah, well, how? Um. And this how old is yours? how old are your kids?
2: So the twins are nine, the middle okay. is six, and the baby is a year and a half.
1: Why? Ay ay, you guys are you guys are busy. Which one was the most difficult through this time? If you don't need to name maybe your husband was the most difficult. <laughs> the oldest child that you that you take care of.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, do you guys
1: yeah, no, you, I'm not going to make you do that. Don't name anybody. I'm just, I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally playing with, with you on that. Hey, when, um, d- d- are your husbands involved in the youth program at, at Greendale as well?
0: Mark is not, no.
1: Is, is, is Black- does, does Brian, is he involved in, in any of the youth baseball programs in Greendale?
2: Brian does um, talk to them throughout the year, and, and he will go and help out with camps. And he runs a, a rec camp that actually was still held before um, everything kind of shut down. So, yes, he kind of is is available and definitely willing to help out, um, you know, with any kind of development of youth baseball coming through Greendale.
1: Yeah, man, oh, man. They are, when it comes to baseball, they are really busy. And this, you got a, You got a big day today, don't you?
2: Yes, this is, um, I'm actually, as we speak, (laughs) um, you know, getting some things ready for the kids today to play outside in the kiddie pools, and then I'm actually meeting some girlfriends. We're taking a boat ride on Lake Geneva, and it'll be the first time, and Almost four months we've seen each other. So, And then Janine and I are hopefully doing dinner next week.
1: Perfect. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate the invite to Lake Geneva with you, but as I told you, I can't make that one. So I I, uh, would not be able to. I can't imagine there will be much baseball talked about on the boat today.
2: No, no. And I think, um, you know, Greendale is still – talking baseball, and, and Brian and Mark have been having Zoom meetings and phone calls with the players, so everybody's still definitely connected, but there's certainly a big change in the time, you know, now that our family has spent with Greendale baseball versus last year. Hey, are,
1: are they taking advantage of starting July 1st? Will they get together, and, and uh, are they are they coaching the school district, allowing them to, to utilize that time?
2: Currently, there are plans um, to get everybody together for some practices.
1: Good. Well, that's, you know what, I don't know if that's going to take the place, obviously, of those boys being able to play, especially the seniors. I I just, my heart breaks for them because, you know, it's a year of lasts. It's the last time they're going to play, you know, against Greenfield, or it's the last time they're going to play at home against. And uh, I just feel really bad for for those kids and, and certainly those coaches because, you know, the players at that age look at the coach like, hey, come on, can't you help us here? Well, there's really yeah. nothing that uh, obviously that Brian can do and that Mark could do, and and uh, I f- certainly feel bad for them. And is have a good time today. Um, say you. say nice things about the time that you that you spent on the radio. You're now a a big media star. You know that, right? <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, of course.
1: It'll be uh, it'll be hour with Anessa Johnson every Saturday, going from you know eleven to twelve or something. Yeah, because, uh, I'll
2: need my partner in crime Janine with me, but we're open to a show.
1: <laughs> you guys, hey, it could, we could do the uh, I don't know. You come up with the name, how huh? whatever you guys think. It can't be Panther Time or anything like that. We're we're going to get away from from that. Um, Janine, thank you so much. It was so nice to to talk to you. And tell Mark I look forward to meeting him. This to tell Brian that uh, he knows I'm a big fan of his, and I look forward to talking to him soon.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for having me.
1: You got it, guys. You you. you guys did great. Thank you so much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Erin Janewski, her husband, Chad, is the head baseball coach at Martin Luther, Chad's brother. He coaches at Martin Luther, too, and Christiana uh, Janewski is going to join us, and we'll talk some Martin Green. We're staying in Greendale. What the heck? We'll talk some Greendale, Martin Luther, uh, baseball, and Aaron is a girls' basketball coach as well, so they they are a sports family, there's no doubt. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fam. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach's Wives Show, presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. They got great deals going on. Big fan of Gina Della from Pella. I am Mike McGiver and kind of flying solo a little bit this week, Scott Holler. Talk to Julie Holler, the first two segments. And uh, well, I'll tell you, this has been a fun show for me. It really hasn't. I this is as much responses i've gotten on a show in a while my phone is just blowing up and i'm sure it'll continue to blow up here this last uh, half an hour last two segments we're joined by uh, it's uh, one girl i know aaron janetsky i've known now for a while she is uh wife of chad janetsky a head baseball coach of martin luther and his brother ben is an assistant coach and christina janetsky is we're joined and they're together so they're on one phone aaron how are you today I'm good, Mike. How are you? Good. Thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. And Christina, it's nice to meet you.
3: Yeah, you too, Mike.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Aaron, let me start with you. Um, as I've, I asked the other wives, you know, when this season, uh, when, when, when Chad realized and the WIA came out and said, look, ba- we're just not going to be able to do baseball this year, um, I know your husband really well, and he's an emotional guy. That had to be a pretty difficult time for him.
3: Yeah, I think it was kind of hard to process a little bit of just, you know, what that means to not have a season um, just for, you know, it's not different. You know, we've gone through rainouts and rescheduling, but to just have a full canceled season was just kind of hard to process a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I bet. And, and you know, it's it's one thing if a kid gets injured in the beginning of the season, he's got to, to miss the season. But it's mm-hmm. another thing to get ready, and this is the year of last, and we're going to be good, and, and, and I know they're going to have a really good team this year. And then to have it just kind of taken away is is really difficult. Christina, how long has, has Ben coached with Chad?
3: Oh, well, Ben actually started at Martin Luther coaching um, the JV team before Chad even was there. So, um, he has been at the JV level for several years, and then I believe he and Chad have been together coaching now for five or six. Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, Aaron, as a, you're one of the basketball g- girls basketball coaches at Martin Luther, correct? Yep. And so you're coaching family. And I'm wondering yes. uh, does Chad ever question, you on some of the things that the coaching staff you know like I don't know starting lineups or do you ever question him on lineups things like that mean for both sports of course yeah yeah you know I look I, I you know I know some inside information on this one so I'm leading you right down a well that you probably don't want to go to but you know I said I said a quick text to your husband i said hey what do you got you get the inside stuff he says as coaches wives they sure like to analyze our lineup decisions so <laughs> i'm just wondering um, if he sometimes questions the you know the lineups that you guys use in basketball the way you do in baseball
3: probably i probably analyze him more than he analyzes the girls program <laughs> Um, I think partly, too, because we know the families really well. So we know the kids and working at the school, too. You know, you know what the kids are and you just question if that's what they should be doing.
1: (laughs) I and you know what? Every once in a while, especially when I coached at Calvary Baptist or coached my son in AAU basketball my wife would say, hey, don't you think you need to play that point guard a little bit more? And I'd be like, man, you know what? In AU, I'd, I'd say our, the, the other point guard's better. And if, if the point guard you're talking about just gets to be as good, he wins because that's my boy. But until he gets there, no, I don't think I should. So, But she wouldn't question lineups so much, but she always talked about, how come your team isn't boxing out more? And it was like for 30 for 30 years, I never had a team that boxed out well enough is, is how I would go with 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 that. Um, Aaron, you know, one of and and I didn't know a lot about Martin Luther before I got there. And yep. after I got there, um, the faith side of the way you coach at Martin Luther and the way the coaches do things is a little bit different than I think any of the other schools um, that I talked to, and we talked to the coaches at Oak Creek and, and Clinton and Walkshell West and Greendale, all public schools. Um, Martin Luther, they, they wear their, their, the the pride of we, you know, we speak truth right here on their Jersey and their hat. And I'm wondering, that's a good place for your husband to be.
2: Yes. So
3: he sees his baseball program as an extension of his ministry you know, being in a Lutheran school and that it doesn't stop just because the bell rang or because he, you know, he teaches theology, too. And so just because class is over, that doesn't mean that the learning stops. So, you know, part of his program is teaching how to be Christian young men to then hopefully go out and continue to be Christian older men and, you know, be proud of where they came from. But then also, you know, learn some baseball and some things in the middle of that, too.
1: Yeah, I, I just, uh, I like that part of it. Uh, they, it. They don't shy away from it. And then that starts, you know, from the top with Cole Brown and, and, and Wayne and, and Paul and the people that I know. I, I don't work in the building. I'm still in the building three times a week because I work out with Patrick. And, and Chad seems to be down there quite a bit, by the way. Um, yes. when I'm there and he's getting after it really hard but I like the fact that there isn't anybody that shies away from that part of what they do for a living at uh, at Martin Luther um, Christina, does, is Ben in the building as well?
3: Uh, he is not, um, he doesn't teach there he uh, teaches in the New Berlin Public School District um, in one of the grade schools there um, but has a similar feeling and similar background, um, as Chad does. I mean, they both grew up in schools like that, grade school, high school, um, at the college level, uh, had coaches and mentors that were the same as I feel like what the two of them try to emanate. Um, and that's how he wants to raise his kids and his players as well. Um, so they, the two of them do a really good job meshing with each other and, Um, Supporting each other in what they're doing on the baseball field.
1: Hey, Aaron, I got to be honest with you. There's no way that that I could coach with one of my brothers. I (laughs) I just I could not do it. And all and and I have three brothers. There's four McGivern boys. The two older ones were very much in the sports. My brother John not so much. So I, I I'm not sure what him and I would ever coach together. But I think it would be a difficult for, you know, especially if I was the head coach and one of my brothers was the assistant coach. And I'm wondering the dynamic between Chad and Ben. Uh, they, they obviously must be really good friends. And when they disagree, they must be able to just leave it uh, on the side of the field.
3: Oh, for sure. It's actually kind of funny because most umpires think it's a dad and son combo, not a brother and brother yeah. combo. Uh- <laughs> Um, and so they, yeah, they just have a good relationship. They know it's, you know, I mean, obviously, we talk about baseball a lot when we're all together, but they definitely know that baseball is baseball, and brothers are <laughs> brothers.
1: Yep. Hey, hey um, which which one gets madder at the umpires, and which one shows it more? <laughs>
3: Two different questions.
1: <laughs> uh, t- exactly. That's why I'm asking it. So which one, let's start with the first question. Which one gets madder at the umpires, you think?
3: I would say, I would say, I would say Ben probably gets more mad. I, do. I would say the same thing. shows it because him being the head coach, he's the one who actually usually has those talks with the umpires. Ben has to practice good self-restraint at first base <laughs> and just be quiet. <laughs>
1: Do you know how hard that is as an assistant coach? And I know this. Yep. And Coach Wallersheim and I have been together for a long time. And I don't, Aaron. I don't know if you know this, but he was my assistant coach at Dominican. Okay. So I had to, I had to tell him to knock it off and and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I became his assistant, and he told me to knock it off and be quiet. And I had it coming since I had told him that um, years earlier than that. But I think it, it's easier. For, an, for the head coach to show it, and I think that, that doesn't uh, surprise me at all, that uh, that Chad – and I don't know Ben. I don't believe it, and, and I don't know if he's as emotional as Chad is, but, but Chad is a guy that cares a lot about what he's doing, and he's a guy that will show his emotions.
3: Yeah, Ben usually – coach in first base, so he usually is taking care of the dugout if they're getting loud, so it kind of works out perfect that Chad can go – talk to the ump and then kind of make sure the dugout is
2: behaving
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what that's a good combination there then (laughs) we hey we're gonna get to a break on this side of the break um i'm gonna ask if you guys sit together during games and if you sit in the parents section we'll find out about that on the other side (laughs) of the break this is the pick and save wisconsin baseball coaches wives show presented by pella windows and doors of wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association. Coaches Wives show presented by Pellet Windows and Doors Wisconsin. I am Mike McGivern on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Man, this has been a fun show for me. Uh, I need to do these more often. We are joined uh, by... <laughs> Head baseball coach Chad Janeski, his wife Erin, and Christina, whose husband, Ben Janeski, is the assistant coach at Greendale Martin Lutheran. Before we get into the question that I left us off that last segment, (laughs) hey, Erin, why did uh, Chad and and Maddie stop doing the duets on uh, Facebook? (laughs) I'm telling you, I really liked those. Uh,
3: You're not the only person who's asked. It's because they couldn't agree on songs. Oh, and Maddie's, and because Maddie's a much better guitarist than Chad is, yeah. so she would she would throw out songs and he wouldn't know how to play them.
1: You know that those creative differences have killed a lot of really good bands. You know that, right? <laughs> really yeah. good bands all over the world have have split up because of creative differences. She's really good.
2: She is, yeah. She
1: yeah. Hey, so do you guys sit next sit next to each other during games, and do you sit with and around all the parents, or do you move away?
3: So we always sit by each other. Um, we have our normal spot right behind home plate in our, usually our camp chairs or blankets, and okay. the features are usually over closer to the dugout. Um, so we don't usually sit with parents, but usually we chit-chat with them, things like that. But um, we also, between two of us, have seven kids. I had to do math real quick there. And a lot of times our kids were always just running around in the back of Martin Luther. So we were sometimes chasing more than watching.
1: Hey, um, Aaron, and and I think I know this answer, but you've been a you're you've been a sports fan for a really long time. So, you so to to be involved at, in baseball and to go to a lot of games, you're okay with that?
2: Oh yeah, I
3: it, it's actually that was probably the hardest thing, or that was maybe a thankful thing, is because this year Maddie would have played softball for Martin Luther, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to split my time. Like I didn't know what I was gonna do.
1: Yeah, that that would be hard. You, I, I would assume yep. that you would have been to more softball games because to yeah, see your daughter play. Yeah, I would have play. been
3: driving and stuff like that. Yep.
1: Yeah, Christina, how about you? Were you a sports fan before all of this?
3: Oh yeah, yep. Grew up, um, living and breathing sports. I had two younger brothers and a dad who coached a ton. Um, so spent a lot of time at fields and in gym. First watching my dad coach and then playing or watching my siblings play. So then um, coaching baseball just kind of fit into who we are as a family, and my kids love being there. Um, they love spending time with uh, Chad and Erin's girls. Um, I think maybe that's part of why sometimes we sit by ourselves because Aaron <laughs> and I are very avid sports fans, so sometimes <laughs> we try to keep our obnoxious baby cheering <laughs> or uh, comments to
2: ourselves
1: hey guys you know um, so I coached Matthew at Calvary Baptist in high school so my wife and I obviously she never sat on the bench and then when he went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College uh, we realized very quickly that we could not uh, sit next to each other because she said that I didn't, che- I didn't cheer correctly yeah, right. I, I don't really know what that means but there would be two minutes to go on warm ups and she would go are you moving or am I and I go I'm moving So I would just go sit up somewhere else. And, you know, she she did. I don't think she cheered correctly because she never yelled at an official or you made a comment to my son, you know, from the top of the bleachers. Like, are you going to hit a shot today or what? And she would just cringe because my voice is very loud and it just kind of echoed throughout the gym up at Maranatha. So I get why you guys sit where you sit. And I'm gonna tell you that the next time Martin Luther has a baseball game that I'm coming to, I'm bringing a chair and I'm sitting with you guys, because
3: that's You're more than welcome.
1: <laughs> I wanna, I wanna be able to first of all, the first inning, hear the comments you make to see what level I can come in at, and then I can, you know, if I, we can start ripping some of the decision making that that coaching staff from Martin Luther's doing. I'm all in. How right. can you bat do him a lot third?
2: Of
3: analyzing.
1: You do. I bet if they lose a tough game that neither Ben nor Chad even want to come home for an hour, just stay away. Let's go have a, let's go have a hamburger.
3: They're usually sitting in the team room going over every single play that went wrong or they should have (laughs) changed.
1: (laughs) Um, Do you guys, and certainly Aaron, you do because you're a coach. I, I always find it funny that my wife is like, here's what I don't get most. You talk to Paul two days before the game. You see him because you, you're at practice. Then after practice, you talk for an hour on the phone. And then the next day you're at practice and you talk again for an hour. Then you guys have the game. And then you talk for an hour after the game. And then the next day you talk for another hour after being at practice about the game. And I'm like, what don't you get with that? <laughs> and so I, I would assume that Chad and Ben talk a lot about baseball all year long.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely. A lot of texts back and forth of like, hey, we should put this guy or let's try this guy at third or, (laughs) you know, let's change this lineup. There is a lot about that. Probably Ben a little bit more. He's probably more a little bit more analytical of numbers. Yep. Of their, of like the boys and their, you know, batting average and stuff like that. So he he shoots off texts pretty often about, Analyzing what they should do, and I would Christ- say more, most of the analyzing happens during the season. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that they do it over the top all year round, but during the season they spend a lot of time talking about stuff.
1: Um, Christina, what do you do? Where, where do you work?
3: I'm a nurse at Crater Hospital. I work in their um, heart transplant clinic there.
1: Oh my, how, how is business? <laughs> Pretty busy,
3: I bet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, indifferent. Um, healthcare is just a little different right now with all this stuff going on. so i'm I'm thankful that most of the patients I take care of have stayed healthy and happy to go to work and take care of them. So we'll see we' see we'll see where it all lands when this kind of settles a little bit.
1: Well, I, I'm hoping we're, uh, we're getting close to that. I, I really am. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much. Uh, Christina, thank you so much. Aaron, I, I miss uh, seeing you every day from November to March as I'm walking into the gym and you're walking out walking. or yep, or vice sure. versa. Um, <laughs> I do miss the people at, at Martin Luther. I'm, as you know, and, and I've made it very clear that I'm a big fan of, of that school. I'm a big fan of, of the direction the school is going and how much care that they give to the, the kids. Uh, I love the faith-based part of it where like we talked about in Chad has a lot to do with that in that school, how those kids are, are, you know, for the most part, really working hard in, in that area of their lives. So um, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, You guys are, are you at a shower together or where are you?
3: Yeah. At, Uh, Chad and Ben's sister is expecting at the end of summer, so we're having a little family baby shower.
1: Really? What is her name? Kendra. (laughs) Well, You tell Kendra that we said congratulations. We'll be praying for a real healthy uh, little baby and delivery, and and you guys go have have some fun. I really appreciate your time. Erin, it's always my pleasure to talk to you, and Christina, it's so nice to meet you. You too, Mike.
3: Thanks, Mike. You too. Have a great day.
1: Have a great day. Guys, thanks for listening. This has been a really fun show and by the response and by the way my phone is blowing up, man, you guys enjoyed it as well. So thank you very much. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches' Wife Show, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.